Well, hello and welcome to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark and I hope you're enjoying some fine jazz this week and hope we can contribute to the total. Today we're going to be listening to uh, some traditional jazz out of England, out of Great Britain in the 1950s. And traditional jazz uh, in America at the time was known as Dixieland. I think trad jazz, the term, was an English invention and that's uh, a term that's come to try to replace Dixieland jazz or New Orleans jazz or what have you. I guess that's a, a good enough term. It has some implications of uh, recreation of early music. However, in the English sensibility in the 1950s, it could be a great deal more. And the uh, particular musicians we're going to be focusing on today really prove that uh, you could stretch boundaries very nicely uh, without breaking them. So the band we're going to be listening to is Sandy Brown's Jazz Band. Sandy Brown was a clarinet player who was born in Scotland in 1929. He actually became an acoustician. He worked for the BBC for a while as a sound engineer, but uh, all through the 1950s, actually beginning in the late 40s, uh, up until his death in 1975, he led bands and was featured playing clarinet and occasionally saxophone in other bands as well. He had a kind of a unique style of playing. Uh, many of the British trad bands tended to be kind of derivative at the time, and clarinet players especially tended to uh, sound like either Edmund Hall or George Lewis, depending on the style of the band and the technique of the clarinet player. But Sandy Brown really had some more going for him, I think. He uh, had an interesting technique and a very wide-ranging musical sensibility, and that was reflected in his compositions as well. And we're going to be hearing quite a few Sandy Brown compositions. Uh, the 1950s, from the mid, say, 1950s to the mid-1960s, was really a golden era of traditional jazz in uh, England. We had bands that were especially well-known and commercially successful, like, um, well, Acker Bilk on his hit record of uh, Stranger on the Shore, and also we had... Uh, Kenny Ball, who had a big hit recording of Mission or Midnight in Moscow, and those were very uh, influential recordings on both sides of the Atlantic, and many traditional jazz bands in America started copying the British after that. There were a host of lesser-known bands that were still very popular in England, led by people like Cy Laurie and uh, Alec Welsh, uh, Alex Welsh, I should say, and uh, well, quite a few other ones as well. And Sandy Brown fit into that category. He was fairly successful, but his band, I think most of the musicians had day jobs, uh, but they still were quite successful and made quite a few recordings. We're going to be sampling some recordings from uh, the middle 1950s, beginning in April of 1955 for Tempo Records. And uh, Brown recorded uh, this series of sessions between 1955 and 1956. About a year later, a year and two months later, he finished up uh, doing his Tempo recordings. And this was all contributing to an album that was called Sandy's Sidemen. Um, the... EP version of that, the shorter version of that, featured all compositions by his trumpet player, Al Fairweather. We'll be talking about him a little bit later. But later on, when uh, LPs could fit more music, and then of course CDs, it was expanded to include the first couple of sessions, which featured primarily the compositions of Sandy Brown. He had been born in India and uh, had a very uh, broad world view. He had an enthusiasm for African music. He was a white player from Scotland, as I mentioned, but uh, he had uh, an attraction to African rhythms, especially especially of African pop music of the day. And we can hear some of that in some of these tunes. Um, I was interested in his music uh, some time ago, but uh, it was actually kind of clarified for me in a conversation I had with Tony Pringle, the uh, cornet player and leader of the New Black Eagle Jazz Band. I got to play with them a fair number of times in the late 1990s and early 2000s. And Tony was from England, and he, uh, I think if he had any regrets in life, he didn't have too many, but one was probably that British trad was not all that popular in America at that time, and not a lot of musicians or audience members really knew too much about it. And he found a, a willing uh, student in me. I knew a little bit about it, but I was happy to hear his opinions. And he thought Sandy Brown was one of the greatest. And he loved playing his compositions and uh, got me interested to delve a little bit further. So we're going to start with uh, the first session that they did for Tempo, April 1st of 1955. The band in this case is Al Fairweather on trumpet. He and Brown were a partnership throughout the 1950s and into the 1960s as well. 
John R.T. Davies is on trombone. He was an interesting figure who also played saxophones and uh, other instruments as well, occasionally cornet. He played with the Temperance Seven, which was a, a very influential band uh, for a little while that had some pop success and became known uh, better as a sound engineer, uh, remastering a lot of early jazz recordings. Sandy Brown, of course, on clarinet and vocals, Alan Thomas on piano, Mo Yamansky on banjo, Brian Parker on bass, and Graham Burbage on drums. And the sound of British trad is kind of exemplified here for me in the banjo and uh, bass rhythm section. Not a banjo and tuba or a guitar and bass, but banjo and bass. And that was a sound that was not copied by too many of the uh, American bands at the time, not until later anyway. So we're going to hear four tracks from this session. Uh, two of them are Sandy Brown compositions, uh, and two are not. All of them are Sandy Brown arrangements. The first one is called Everybody Loves Saturday Night, and on the record it was called Traditional with an arrangement by Sandy Brown, but I think we can pretty much credit him with uh, refashioning the tune. Then we're going to hear the Elmer Schobel tune, Too Bad, which is known from its version uh, by King Oliver's Dixie Syncopators. Following that, we're going to hear the Something Blues by Sandy Brown, and then Treetop Tall Papa, which was an Ida Cox tune, an unusual blues composition. Uh, it shows that uh, Brown was pretty uh, resourceful in picking his repertoire from the 1920s. He picked a lot of things that were not terribly well known, and when he did do standards, he did them in very original ways. We're going to finish up that set with my favorite Sandy Brown composition, which comes from a few months later, September 28th of 1955, the same band, and uh, this is called African Queen, a very up-tempo, bouncy composition with several strains on it. So that'll be our first set, Sandy Brown's Jazz Band, Everybody Loves Saturday Night, Too Bad, Something Blues, Treetop Tall Papa, and African Queen.
there we have Sandy Brown and his jazz band. Sandy Brown's jazz band, as it was credited. Al Fairweather on trumpet, playing a very effective, not flashy, lead trumpet, but some very good solos in there as well. John R.T. Davies probably having some of his best uh, recordings on trombone. A very bluesy, gruff trombone style, but not crude in any way. Sandy Brown on clarinet, as I said, he, his style didn't seem beholden to any one clarinet player. Maybe a little bit of Johnny Dodds, but um, he had a lot of uh, technique and certainly some, some interesting ideas, both compositionally and instrumentally. Alan Thomas on piano, Mogi Mansky on banjo, Brian Parker on bass, and Graham Burbage on drums, uh, creating a, a very good rhythm team. There weren't any real rhythm section solos, or not many of them anyway. This was a very much in the in, in the style and, and, and ethos of a New Orleans uh, jazz band, where there was a lot of ensemble playing and uh, intermittent solos. And uh, this uh, particular period in Sandy Brown's career, in the 1955-56, when he was recording for Tempo, he was trying to get that sound of a New Orleans jazz band, even though he was using a lot of different uh, tunes and repertoire that was not necessarily associated with those early groups. So he started out with Everybody Loves Saturday Night, featuring a Sandy Brown vocal, very romping uh, tune, owning up to its title very nicely, I think. Then a kind of an intricate arrangement for this band of Too Bad, the Elmer Showbolt tune that was um, recorded most notably by King Oliver's band. Some great solos in there and some very precise ensemble playing as well. Then another Sandy Brown tune called The Something Blues, uh, more up-tempo than the title might suggest, but uh, some energetic playing. They were clearly in, in, in an energetic mood on this session, uh, not including the last tune, Treetop Tall Papa, slow blues, uh, credited to the blues singer Ida Cox, and a very uh, interesting melodic uh, structure of this tune. doesn't go along with a standard 12-bar blues uh, progression, although that's the uh, basis of the tune. And some very good blues playing by all of the four, or, or the three members of the front line. Then we finished up with that Sandy Brown tune that I said was my favorite, The African Queen, and he recorded that several times over the course of his career. I believe this was the first one. Very uh, neatly structured little tune, a couple of different strains and some, some key changes that really build to a pretty heady climax that just stops more than ends. So we're going to uh, do another tune from that same session. Um, actually, we're going to do two tunes from that session that produced African Queen. Ni uh, September 28th of 1955 for the Tempo Records done in London, same band. We're going to hear the Africa Blues and Special Delivery. As I mentioned, Sandy Brown had some affinity for African pop music of the time, high life music and so forth, and he was using some of the rhythms and even some of the melodic structures as well. So a nice uh, new flavor in traditional jazz that unfortunately didn't take hold, but uh, for these recordings we can see that it's a very compelling sound. So after those two, we're going to go to what's credited as a live date at the Royal Festival Hall on February 18th of 1956. I'm not sure this was really live. It, it almost sounds as if the uh, applause was dubbed in later, but uh, regardless, it's some good performances. Same band except no trombone. John R.T. Davies didn't make it here for some reason. So it's just the six-piece band, trumpet, trombone, and the rhythm section on the Blues Stampede. And this was a tune that was recorded by Jimmy Bertrand in the 1920s with Johnny Dodds and Louis Armstrong, and this is a good up-tempo performance of, again, another not terribly well-known standard from the 1920s. Can you have a, a not well-known standard? I guess you do in this case, and uh, Sandy Brown brought it out of obscurity. Not many bands were recording tunes from this particular repertoire at the time. Then for the next two tunes in this set, we're going to go uh, to a slightly later uh, session, May 27th of 1956, also for Tempo. This was part of that Sandy Sidemen uh, project, and there were a number of musicians who were added to various tracks on these uh, uh, recordings who worked occasionally or, or um, sometimes with Sandy Brown and was well known to these musicians. And uh, the subtitle of that album was Sandy Brown's Jazz Band Plays the Compositions of Al Fairweather, the trumpet player. And so Al Fairweather is uh, credited, I believe, with all of the compositions here. Um, we're going to start out with a tune called Candy Stripes uh, from that May 56 session, and then we're going to hear High Time after that. And on High Time, we have an added trumpet player, Spike McIntosh, who was an interesting figure in British jazz history, and uh, we're going to hear him playing a solo on there, and we're going to hear Dave Stevens playing piano on Candy Stripes, replacing um, uh, Alan Thomas on that particular tune. 
Then, after that, we're going to have another set to finish off that album, but uh, we're going to stop at that point. So those are our tunes for this set. The Africa Blues and Special Delivery. Uh, Africa Blues was a Sandy Brown composition. Special Delivery was called Traditional. It was just a standard blues tune. And then the Blues Stampede by Jimmy Bertrand, followed by Candy Stripes and High Time.
very much.
So we started out that set, Sandy Brown and his jazz band for Tempo Records on September 28th of 1955. Started out with the Africa Blues, as I mentioned, some African pop influence in there, and some very nice playing all around, followed by Special Delivery, a kind of a traditional blues arranged by Sandy Brown. Here we get a, a little taste of the rhythm section as well, with a piano solo by Alan Thomas, very fine piano solo. After that, we went to that Royal Albert or Royal Festival Hall concert, which may or may not have been done live with uh, applause dubbed in. We heard the Jimmy Bertrand tune, Blues Stampede, featuring a lot of breaks in there, um, but a very sure-footed band. Again, no trombone on that. The uh, band uh, was Al Fairweather on trumpet, John R.T. Davies on trombone on the first two sides, Sandy Brown on clarinet, Alan Thomas on piano, Mo Yamansky on banjo, Brian Parker on bass, and Graham Burbage on drums. So following that, we went to the uh, spring of 1956 session. There were two of those. We sampled a little bit from the first one that eventually made its way to the album uh, Sandy's Sidemen, and this featured some guest stars with the Sandy Brown Jazz Band. We heard, first of all, Candy Stripes, a, an Al Fairweather composition. All of these for the rest of the show are going to be Al Fairweather compositions. This one featured the piano of Dave Stevens, uh, replacing uh, Alan Thomas for that number, along with the... Uh, rest of the band that we just heard, including John R.T. Davies, who was back for this one. And then we finished up with High Time, a Fairweather composition to feature Spike McIntosh on trumpet. And McIntosh was a very devoted Louis Armstrong disciple, as you could hear there, um, doing a little research on him. He was a kind of a shadowy figure, didn't record all that much, uh, but when he did, he brought out his Armstrong uh, act there. His favorite record was Boku Jack, the Armstrong record with the Savoy Ballroom 5, and uh, he had the technique to do things like that in his prime at any rate. So we're going to move on to the June 21st, 1956 session for Tempo with some more guest stars, and we're going to hear three tunes to finish off the show. We're going to hear three, uh, as I said, Al Fairweather compositions. We're going to hear Swiss Chris, a uh, tribute to the Louis Armstrong purgative, uh, here hoping not to have the same effect with the music, but a uh, very nice piece. Then Mouse Party. Mouse Party is an interesting tune because it features the violin of Bob Clark. Kind of has a, almost a Giovanuti quality to it, with the horns only coming in at the very end of the song. And then we're going to finish up with My Neck of the Woods, another Fairweather composition which will feature as a guest Dick Hextall-Smith, who is a soprano sax player, along with uh, the band that we just mentioned. So those are our three tunes to finish up our Sandy Brown uh, Brit Trad show, if you will, all from 1955 and 1956 for Tempo Records. So here we go with Swiss Chris, Mouse Party, and My Neck of the Woods.
a good example of the record is ending, we must stop ending. And there you go with uh, Sandy Brown and his jazz band with guest stars. We started out with Swiss Chris. Again, all of these are Al Fairweather compositions. Al Fairweather is on trumpet. Uh, Swiss Chris uh, featured, uh, I should have mentioned earlier, Stan Grieg on drums. He replaced Graham Burbage for that number, and he was featured quite heavily. Uh, we have Al Fairweather on trumpet. John R.T. Davies on trombone, Sandy Brown on clarinet, uh, Mo Yamansky on banjo, Alan Thomas on piano on some of these, Brian Parker on bass, and uh, on the other two tunes, Graham Burbage on drums. So after Swiss Miss, we went on to Mouse Party, that kind of cross between a Joe Venuti, Venuti and Lang, and... Uh, uh, almost a western swing type of feel with the violin of Bob Clark being featured along with Diz Disley, the other guest star on guitar. Disley was a well-known British trad and swing musician from the time and uh, gets his innings there on Mouse Party. Following that, we finished up with My Neck of the Woods, featuring the soprano sax of Dick Hextall-Smith, clearly under the sway of Sidney Bechet. How could you not be with soprano sax? But he did a particularly good job on that tune. Also featured particularly good solos from the two brass players, from Al Fairweather on trumpet and John R.T. Davies on trombone. So I hope you've enjoyed this Sandy Brown program, Brit Trad, I've called it. We may do some more Sandy Brown in the future. There's an awful lot of good music that came out under his name. He also was a sideman on certain sessions. Um, and the whole world of British traditional jazz from the mid-50s to the mid-60s has quite a few uh, jewels to yield if you dig in a little bit. So we may be doing a little bit more of that. So you've been listening to The Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. Hope you're interested in continuing to drop in and see what we're up to from time to time. Perhaps even be our sponsor if you are so inclined. There's a button somewhere on your browser for continuing sponsorships on a monthly basis or one-time sponsorships. Always happy to have more members of the family. So again, thank you very much, and I'll see you on the other side.